It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on pirates, your daily Pittsburgh pirates podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. If you get in a car wreck, don't worry. rockauto.com has you covered. And today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have all the car parts you ever need. They don't gauge their prices like major brands. And you can do all the shopping yourself instead of waiting for someone behind the counter to look up the part and it be the wrong part anyway. So make sure you check out rockauto.com and let them know that the Locked On Sports Network and Locked On Pirates sent you. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Pirates. I am, of course, your host, Ethan Smith, and you know, as always, I do the most. I hope you guys are having a wonderful Tuesday, April 20th of the year 2021 as the Pittsburgh Pirates are back in action today against the good old Detroit Tigers as the AL Central road trip begins. And for the Pittsburgh Pirates, this is going to be a very um, interesting series, but we'll talk about that near the end of the podcast as I have some interesting points to talk about today. I uh, My creative juices were flowing a little bit and, you know, a lot of this going into this team is going into the future. They are 7-9. They're only a couple games out of first place. But let me check my uh, watch. Uh, the time is not now to be winning. Um, I am a full advocate of saying even if this team was over 500 at the All-Star break, they would still have the same exact mindset they have now. And is that true? Maybe it is. Is it not? I'm not really sure. But either way... The Pittsburgh Pirates are 7-9. They started the season 1-6. Most people saw them start with that 1-6 start, get absolutely clobbered by the Cincinnati Reds, and said, well, this is what we expected. This team's going to be the worst team of all time. Now they're 7-9. They've won 6 out of their last 9, and they're actually beating some pretty solid teams along the way in San Diego, Chicago, and Milwaukee. And it makes you think. Key Brian Hayes is the one player on this team that if you asked any other person who watches baseball who the best player on the Pirates is, it's Key Brian Hayes. They've done all this without him. 
And to build a contender, you can't just have one player. Ask the Los Angeles Angels. Mike Trout is the best player in baseball, in my opinion, not even close with anyone else. Maybe like a Mookie Betts or maybe a couple other guys. But it doesn't, it, it's, it takes more than one person. Like, you know, um, the old song, it takes two to make a thing go right. Yeah. Like, well, it even takes more than two. It takes a lot. I mean, look at teams like the Dodgers right now and the Atlanta Braves and the New York Yankees and whoever is going to be in contention this year. They have at least six perennial all-star players on their rosters. Like the Braves, for example, have Ronald Acuna, who is their best player, but he didn't even win the MVP last year. Freddie Freeman won the MVP last year, and then you add that to Max Freed, Mike Soroka, and Ozzie Albies, and Austin Riley, and Dansby Swanson, that's a really good team. And it's a team that was a game away from the World Series last year. So when you look at this Pirates roster, a lot of people had said, oh, well, you can kind of get the idea of who's going to be gone after like a year or two and who's going to really be a part of this um, rebuild. And most people just immediately go to Hayes and they don't really mention other names. But with the way that some of these guys have started this year, and I'm going to go ahead and mention some of them here in a moment, could like most of the core that the Pirates have in the next couple years already be here pending the call-ups and pending free agency moves and pending draft picks? Let's start with one of the biggest positives so far this year of the Pirates season in JT Brubaker, for example. He's listed as the third pitcher on the roster, He's only 27, and right now he has a 2-0 record in three starts, a f- and he's pitched in 15 innings, 15 and one-third to be exact, and he has a 1.76 ERA. The next closest pitcher starting-wise to JT Brubaker in terms of ERA on this Pirates roster is Tyler Anderson, who has a 4.02 so the gap between JT Brubaker's ERA and every other pitcher on the roster that's starting is almost four. Almost three, actually. Sorry, almost three. But then you also look, Brubaker leads the team in strikeouts. He has the second least amount of walks, or third least amount of walks. And he's only allowed one earned run, or three earned runs, and he's only allowed one home run. And he's allowed only 11 hits. JT Brubaker could be a 4th or 5th pitcher on this roster whenever other pieces like Quinn Priester and a Jack Leiter or Kumar Rocker come around. And then, I mean, you still have to give Mitch Keller the benefit of the doubt that he's 25. That's already two starting pitchers that you have that could be here for a while, but we don't know if Keller's ever going to like hit that wraparound. Now, albeit... Keller and Brubaker, from what we've seen, are not top three pitchers. But when you already can fix the issue of saying, okay, we have our fourth and fifth pitcher, let's use our farm system or free agency to go pick up the other three, you could be seeing a rotation in a couple years of Kumar Rocker slash Jack Later, Quinn Priester, Mitch Keller, JT Brubaker, and a free agency acquisition. So you're really saying you only have to get one free agency acquisition in the starting pitching, which is really good. And to stick with pitching, go to relief pitching. Richard Rodriguez is 31. He's not going to be the closer forever. 
I think they already have the closer on their roster in David Bednar. Six innings pitched, three ERA in eight games, four hits, five strikeouts, three walks. Hasn't been like ripping the cover or ripping the world apart, but he's still been doing good. Then you have another guy that you acquired at age 26 from the Chicago Cubs. You stole him from your division in Dwayne Underwood. He has a 2.89 ERA, which is the second lowest ERA in the bullpen right now behind Sam Howard. But he's also pitched nine innings with 13 strikeouts. And then Sam Howard's only 28. He's another guy that could be there. Clay Holmes, another guy that could be there. Don't forget about guys like Blake Cedarland either. Will Crow is also another option. And then Rule 5 pick Luis Oviedo just turned 22. And in his 6.2 innings of work, he's given up 7 earned runs, but that was in that Padres game where 4 of those were given up in one game. So your pitching staff is already kind of molding like what needs to happen. It's not great. Not Don't get me wrong. They're going to have to make acquisitions somewhere. But then you go back to the like the team in general in on the field. Of course, Key Brian Hayes is going to be here for a while. He's going to get his extension at some point. They're going to probably try to manipulate his service time in some way to get arbitration, which they should to save money. But you have other guys on this roster right now that are fully capable of being here for a while. If you really don't want to, Adam Frazier is a solid baseball player. He's hitting 305 with a 400 on base percentage right now. That is the best in the starting lineup. Well, not average-wise, not average-wise, but on-base percentage-wise. And I mean, he has a plus or an OPS plus 137, which is third on the roster. He's doing good. And to also add to that, nine RBIs. He's walked eight times. He's one of four players in the starting lineup that has walked eight times. And he's only struck out five times. That's the second least on the starting lineup, only behind his fellow counterpart in the middle infield, Kevin Newman, who could also be here for a while. But you have guys like Lee Overpiguero and G1 Bay and Cole Tucker. And for Frazier, the really only guy that could take his spot eventually, I think, is Nick Gonzalez. And he's still a year or two away. So you can't even really consider that yet. Colin Moran. How was Colin Moran going to perform when Josh Bell left? 28 years old, leads the team in home runs with four, leads the team in RBIs with 13, second on the team in walks, most strikeouts, but I mean, it is what it is, a 298 average hitter, a 385 on base percentage hitter, a 579 team leading slugging hitter, a 964 OPS leading hitter, and a 162 leading OPS plus. Colin Moran is a first baseman that is going to be very good for this Pittsburgh Pirates team for a while. Talk about the farm system again. Mason Martin is the only guy that's going to probably take that spot from him. Jacob Stallings, albeit he's not ever going to be a really good hitter, he's the one of the best, if not the best, defensive catcher in baseball. He's amazing. And then, of course, the one guy that I said is going to be the Robin to Key Brian Hayes' Batman I think in the next couple years is Brian Reynolds. I told everybody before the season started, Brian Reynolds was going to come back and be a menace. He was going to hit over 300. And right now, he's 317 batting average, 397 on base percentage, 483 slugging percentage, 880 OPS, and a 143 
OPS plus with two home runs, seven RBIs, and seven walks in 60 plate appearance or 60 at bats and 68 plate appearances. He's also played almost if he's played every game. There's two guys, three guys that have played every game for the Pirates so far, and that's Brian Reynolds, Dustin Fowler, and Colin Moran. That's pretty impressive. And I mean, when you look at the names I mentioned, say that the, the, that group of players stays together. So you have Adam Frazier, that's your second baseman. You can always put Nick Gonzalez at shortstop. He Brian Hayes is your third baseman. Colin Moran's your first baseman. Your middle infield's fine. Your middle infield stays together. Brian Reynolds and a supporting cast of two outfielders like a potential Jared Oliva or a Travis Swaggerty or a Kanan Smith or a free agency acquisition. You fix the infield. And then going back to pitching, JT Brubaker, Mitch Keller, Quinn Priester, Kumar Rocker, Jack Lader, and another pitcher, there's your pitching staff. By 2023, this team could be really doing well, and a lot of the core might already be here. And that's very good to look at when you actually take into account what people thought this team was going into the year. But today's episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at a fair price points. If you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetOnline or RockAuto.com. Sorry, I'm about to read the wrong ad by accident. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. And when I come back, we already know the Pirates are interested in Kumar Rocker and Jack Later. Who could they go for later in the draft? And we'll be right back. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts and subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft from April 29th through May 1st. Again, that is the Draft Network and covering NFL Draft live for all of your NFL Draft coverage starting next week. All right, everybody, and welcome back to Locked on Pirates. I am, of course, your host, Ethan Smith, who does the most. And, you know, the conversation around the Pittsburgh Pirates going into this draft, who have the number one overall selection in the draft, of course, has been who is their pick. Are they going to take Jack Later or Kumar Rocker from Vanderbilt? Very fun talk to have, very fun stuff to have. But who could the Pittsburgh Pirates be targeting elsewhere in the draft when they get to that point. Um, well, why not start with the 41st ranked prospect in the MLB draft, according to MLB.com's prospect draft list, in a guy who would be very familiar with a pitcher already on the roster in Will Bednar from Mississippi State. Of all, you know, the starters at Mississippi State, of course, Will Bednar is the younger brother of Pirates reliever David Bednar, and very fun uh, thing with him, you look at his scouting grades, he has a fastball, curveball, slider, and changeup, and none of his grades on the 2080 grading scale are below a 50. His lowest 
uh, being its changeup and its control and its overall, which are all at a 50 with a 60 grade fastball. And um, you look at his stats from what he's been doing at Mississippi State this year, and you know he's doing pretty well. You can't take a lot of stock out of it. Um, you have to consider last year college baseball didn't really happen, but I mean he had 15 and one thirds innings. And he opened a lot of eyes because he's topped out at 97 on his fastball, but he sits usually at 93 to 95. And also, he has an upper 70s curveball and a mid 80s slider. So, I mean, the six foot two, 229 younger brother of David Bednar could be a selection for the Pittsburgh Pirates if they choose to go back to back pitchers, which would not be a bad idea. You really would want to bolster that uh, part of the. Um, the farm system as they already have kind of with Eddie Yeen and Carmen Majinski and Brennan Malone and Tanaj Thomas and Jared Jones and guys like that. But if they wanted to go away from the pitcher route, why not bring up number 38 overall prospect Malachi Knight? Malachi Knight is a very interesting player. Uh, he's six foot three out of Oregon state he is, or he was committed to Oregon State. He is only 18, so I don't think he's there yet. But Malachi Knight not only plays baseball, but he also plays basketball. And he is, I mean, he, apparently when he plays basketball, he averages 26.1 points and 9.5 rebounds per game as a junior in high school. And, of course, you have to think, okay, that means he's super athletic. Yes, it does. Um, he has 55 running, 55 power, 45 hitting, 55 arm, 50 fielding as his grades. And he launched a home run at area code games over 100 miles per hour with exit velocity. And again, when you're six foot three and you possess a good amount of speed that you get from the basketball court to the baseball field, he's the perfect, um, like kind of prototype of a power hitting strong arm guy so you're going to be getting a very good possibility of malachi knight being one of those like 30 30s uh 30 30 guys uh at some point in his career so that means 30 home runs 30 stolen bases and i mean he really does have really good run times he's going to likely be a center fielder and don't don't forget the Pirates do have a good amount of guys in the system like Lolo Sanchez, Jared Oliva, Travis Swaggerty, Hudson Head, Kanan Smith, guys like that. But why not add to it even more? The outfield obviously needs some work with Dustin Fowler and Anthony Alford is not producing. Gregory Polanco will likely be gone after this year. So after drafting lighter rocker, why not go with a good outfielder like Malachi Knight? And then you have other guys as outfielders as well, who could also be options, like a Lonnie White, who has a 70 run grade and 60 field graded as an outfielder. Joshua Baez is another guy. He's also a Vanderbilt commit, who will be um, going to the school probably, but he's only 17. He's been very good. Um, Braden Montgomery, though, is a very interesting uh, guy. He's the 44th ranked prospect in the draft. He's an outfielder and right-handed pitcher who's committed to Stanford. Not only does he throw right-handed as a pitcher, but he's a switch hitter. So 
Very fun to see what a team will decide to do with him as none of his grades, either hitting or pitching, are below a 50, but they are usually all 50 except his arm and his curveball and his hitting, which are 60, 55, and 55 respectively. And, I mean, of course, when you're looking at guys like a guy like Shohei Otani, Montgomery on MLB.com, this is what they said, is the best prospect in the 2021 draft with a chance to get drafted as either a hitter or a pitcher. And most teams value his bat more, but there are clubs that think he's better and has more untapped potential on the mound. And so that could be very interesting. Um, you know, maybe the Pirates go that route too. He sits in the system and pitches and hits and they decide what they want to do with him. Why not give yourself options? Why not give yourself the option with one guy to either have a hitter or a pitcher and maybe hit on that? And, I mean, if you really want to get into it too much, I mean, there's 30 picks in the first round, so that means 31 would be the pick for the Pittsburgh Pirates in round two. And Mason Paleo is the 31st-ranked um, prospect. He's a right-handed pitcher out of Boston College. Not too bad. Um, he was a high school standout in San Diego. Six foot four, two fifteen, with a sixty-five grade fastball that tops out at ninety-seven miles per hour as well. Um, his slider, though, and his changeup dip a little bit. But you know, the Pirates have a lot of options in this draft. They have the biggest bonus pool to work with as well. And we've seen teams like the Houston Astros in twenty twelve really use that to their advantage. You could see it with the Pittsburgh Pirates this year as well. And I would really bet that they do very well in this draft under Ben Charrington. And that is why you should also check out betonline.ag. If you want to bet on who the Pirates will take number one overall, I'm sure betonline.ag will post that closer to the time of the draft. But there is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKED15 for your 50% welcome bonus, meaning they will give you money for putting money into your first deposit on betonline.ag. Again, that code is LOCKED15 for your 50% welcome bonus and let them know that Ethan Smith of Locked On Pirates sent you. And when I come back, I will preview game one against the Detroit Tigers tonight. And I will be right back. Well, we just talked about the NFL draft, or the MLB draft. Sorry, getting a little ahead of myself. But what about the NFL draft, which is nine days away? Today, through the, or the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Locked On and Odyssey, is happening now. Featuring, an anal or featuring analysis from NFL experts and Hall of Famer Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenforna, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team will be featured on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, Go Steelers, draft an offensive tackle or Najee Harris, and make sure you check out the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. All right, everybody, and welcome back to the final segment of Locked on Pirates today on Tuesday, April 20th, 2021. As tonight, the Pittsburgh Pirates will take a gander at the AL Central as they go to Detroit in Comerica Park and take on the Detroit Tigers, who, as of late, have not been doing very good. But they are a 3-3 three three team at home. 
Uh, they have played very well against some very good teams, including sweeping the Houston Astros. And when you look at the pitching probables for this game, it appears that P Tyler Anderson, who has the second lowest ERA on the Pittsburgh Pirates pitching staff, will be taking on Michael Fulmer, who has gotten off to a pretty good start this year. Fulmer's 1-0 with a 3 ERA, a 67 whip, or a .67 whip, and 12 strikeouts. If you're looking to bet, the betting line appears that the Tigers are the favorites as of right now. And... Yesterday, Matthew Boyd had a pretty good game for the Detroit Tigers. He went about seven innings, surrendered only two runs, and had five strikeouts against the Oakland Athletics. And we'll see how the Pirates fare. Uh, obviously, they're going to have to look out for Robbie Grossman, who leads the club right now at uh, batting average with a 391. And the Pirates, away from home, six of their nine losses have come on the road, but albeit they have played a ton more games on the road so far than they have at home. Nine of their 16 games are away from home so far. As they, again, they have a 3-6 and six record. Uh, two of those wins coming against Milwaukee. One of those wins coming against the Chicago Cubs. And the Tigers, as we look in the last 10 games between these, two, or, uh, between these teams and how they're faring, the Tigers, as of right now, are hitting 200 in their last 10 games, 3-7 and seven, uh, overall record, their ERA being over 5, and right now they're just not looking too great after what seemed like a pretty solid start. And then for the Pirates, of course, um, they are 6-4 and four in their last 10 after starting 1-6, and six, a 255 batting average as a team, a 3.7 ERA, and they've outscored their opponents by 9 runs over that stretch of 10 games. Of course, the Pirates will be without Key Brian Hayes and Michael Feliz in this game, while the Tigers are going to likely be out uh, without Miguel Cabrera. So, going into this one, I mean, really all you can hope again is can Tyler Anderson go out and have a pretty good start? Um, you have to look, again, at Robbie Grossman. He's going to be the guy that you're going to want to kind of... Uh, stay away from. Jaime Candelario has also had a pretty solid start to the year. Wilson Ramos, uh, a home run machine right now, hitting six home runs and eight RBIs so far, but his average is only a 235. So basically, just try to limit that. And then, so far, Akil Badu, their center fielder, has been their surprise of the year. Uh, four home runs, 11 RBIs, 263 average in center field. Um, he has 10 hits in his 38 at-bats. We'll see if the Pirates can do well against this Tigers team. I mean, both teams are kind of on the same trajectory right now of being in rebuilds. The Tigers right now last in the AL Central. The Pirates fourth in the NL Central. So, realistically, this series could go one of two ways for Pittsburgh. If they can go in and get two out of three, that'd be very solid. Uh, they would be 9-10 and 10 at that point, moving into a series against a very tough Minnesota Tigers team. And, you know... You have to take in mind that the Pirates were not supposed to be in this position already. They were 1-6. But when you're playing a team like the Tigers, they need to take advantage and go in and win the series. How do they do that? Quality starts from your pitching, which could be rough on Tuesday as the Pirates have Mitch Keller on the mound, but we'll see. But if Tyler Anderson can go out today, get some swing and misses like he did in the opening series against Chicago and play well, I think the offense will back him up enough to where I could expect Colin Moran to have a big series and the Pirates should be able to at least win one of these games, if not two, and a sweep would be perfect. But I will be here covering this series the entire week as it goes up through Thursday. 
I will also be on Locker Room Thursday, probably doing some post-game coverage. Make sure you download the Locker Room app to join my rooms. I am your host, Ethan Smith. You can follow me at MVP underscore Ethan, or you can follow the channel at Locked on Pirates. I'm also going to probably start doing my independent blog posting on uh, ESS Sports Talk. Weebly.com if you guys want to check out some of my writing. But I hope you guys have a great rest of your Tuesday. Stay safe, stay amazing, and you guys have a great rest of your day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.